Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and today, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be part two of our two-part series about nostalgia. Do we have nostalgic beer goggles for the past? Was the past actually better? And we're going to talk about our list of pros and cons of living now versus then. But if you like the work we're doing, come on over to our link tree. You can support us on all of our various tip jars, or you can share the show with your friends on social media, or become a patron on Patreon. We have all kinds of little goodies there for you as well. Do look out for our YouTube channel. So we're going to be doing all kinds of paranormal television reviews and shorts and skits and all kinds of fun things over there. So do go on, go on over there. That's YouTube forward slash Chef Fry Comedy. We are going to be there very shortly in the next coming months, you guys. So thank you for being a friend of the show. Thank you for your patronage and thank you for your friendship and kindness and support. Uh, if you can't afford to help us, we understand. We're not trying to be insensitive. We get it. Not everybody can. But do what you can, please. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Let's begin. So for number eight, I have climate change, less rain, droughts, oh, yeah. forest fires, mm-hmm. ice caps melting, floods, extreme weather events. That's absolutely. I remember in California when I was a kid, I have memories now. Nostalgia does have beer goggles. And that's what we're going to talk about after these lists are done. But we're going to talk about what it is, to what extent it's real, and what extent it's sort of made up in our own mind, in our own mind's eye. But I do remember as a child it raining in California. But then again, we just had a great rain down there. So Yeah, one. I know. Yeah, that's and the that's, thing. that is definitely not beer goggles. It used to rain a hell of a lot more in California. Thank so that's you. Not I, just, I didn't think it was just me. No, because there used to be, I remember there used to be a winter. It used to rain a lot during winter. Yeah, and well, and I remember it, it rained here anymore. in Oregon a lot more. It's more, yeah. I mean, I remember we moved here in 2013. It was raining like a, like a motherfucker. Remember the rains we would get up in Vancouver near Portland? Mm-hmm. And now yeah. it's like, oh, thank God it rained. Or I remember yeah. a couple... Winters ago, it was like dry as fuck. We didn't get any rain in the whole winter. Yeah. But now it seems like hopefully it the ebb and flow, flow the ebb and what's and flow. Thank you, ebb and flow. Yeah, it does feel like that ebb and flow. We'll get like extreme droughts, and then we get forest yeah. fires every year. And so, speak on that. What do you think? Do you think, I mean, obviously climate change is real, but mm-hmm. to what extent? I mean, because they like to say that these patterns are just natural. No. The extreme weather events. There are some patterns that are. I don't but, think they understand. the extremeness. They don't understand yeah. the extremeness. Yeah. No. Extreme drought followed by extreme yeah. rains. Like That's talking, not indicative of normal weather. With a hurricane <clears throat> that happened, I don't know, last year, a couple months ago. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. it was literally the biggest one that had happened ever. That's not something you're exaggerating and it's not normal to have forest fires every single year not to the extent that they not to the extent that it is Mm -hmm. yeah because it's ridiculous no it's it's not something you're exaggerating okay good yeah yeah i didn't (laughs) think so because yeah i mean if we don't get climate change under control we're gonna have to live with that and that means dirtier air dirtier water less water less air Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we can't take for granted that this planet is going to forever cleanse our sins. Yeah. We have to depend on putting less burden on Mother Nature, on Mother Earth, so that she doesn't have to live <clears throat> up to our burden of constantly 
pulling resources from the earth that can't be maintained. And so yeah. I want to see us get into a sustainable habits that'll keep our mother earth happy and therefore keep all of us happy with plenty of water, plenty of sunshine, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't see why it's such a bad thing to finally get rid of combustion engines, all the things that are polluting our, our, our air and waterways it's politics oh that just reminds me they actually whatever world meeting they're having right now they've actually come to an agreement that poorer countries like these india and these countries that don't produce all of the the bad stuff that's making climate change but are feeling the brunt of it oh yeah there's actually they're trying to put into some type of plans that richer nations like China pay and the a United disproportionate States pay higher a, proportion based on their carbon, pay, carbon pollution, or they give money <clears throat> to these com- to these oh, countries because so these they poor can manage countries it. that don't contribute to the climate right. change are bearing the brunt of it with these weather things. Like in Pakistan, I believe it was they had this horrible flooding that has never happened before, and it was because of climate change. They don't put all that shit into the environment. It's coming from somewhere else. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. I think it should be proportionate to, like, you know, I know that New York City is a mass polluter. And then uh, up in Nova Scotia, they're like, (coughs) hey, eh? Yeah. Think you could settle down down there? (laughs) You know, so, so yeah, I do believe that it's not fair for smaller, poorer, more rural areas to have to pay the brunt mm-hmm. of our sins of, of inaction so yeah, yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. I, you know i don't know a lot about that yet i'll it's have to look infancy. into it yeah it's, but that's good that they're thinking about that it, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. i have to agree yeah do you have anything else to say babe about climate change and uh, the changing of weather no it's real that's it's, what I have it to is say. real yeah <laughs> and then i have i didn't have a 10 mm-hmm. i have number nine reboots we're always looking for <laughs> Uh, that nostalgia fix Mm -hmm. and seems like all our rebirth boots are you know you can never replicate lightning in a bottle you cannot manufacture lightning in a bottle it has it comes once it's the perfect set of circumstances it happens it's magic in a bottle it's lightning in a bottle and then it happens and then it passes and then you try to do it again it doesn't happen i mean if they were to try to make say you they made ghostbusters in 1984 and say, for whatever reason, it got shelved. It didn't get released. And then, say, just for the sake of argument, it got burned up in a fire. And then they went to go make it again. I'll bet you that even in those days, they could not replicate mm-hmm. how awesome that movie is. Because it's just a happy accident. It's yeah. the right set of circumstances, the right set of performances, the right set of everything that just sort of created this magic. And so when you get a reboot like Ghostbusters Afterlife, I was very hopeful. But I have to yeah. say that while it, it is fun, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why in the fuck would Peter Venkman just show up in a cornfield at the very end? You didn't set any of that up. Yeah, like, no, you know, know, it was poor but- storytelling. But... I still loved it because Egon, oh, I'm not crying, you're crying. (laughs) (laughs) So I still love it. But yeah, I I don't think we can ever really make anything as good as it used to be for the simple fact that there was a time period that is magical about it. Like if they redid Back to the Future, they better not. But if they were to, they're never going to recapture that magic. Yeah. And the performances. Because of nostalgia re- reasons. But, but it, it just doesn't work. It never it scratches that itch. Yeah. And, you know, and that kind of reminds me of my mom and my aunt is like, they'll always say like, well, I remember when these used to taste better. 
did they actually taste better or is it because you've been smoking for 40 years? Mm-hmm. Did they actually taste better or are you simply tasting it from a child's right. tongue? Yeah, and it's hard to Everything say. Everything tasted better when you were 11. Because as you know? far as foods go things have changed so much so sometimes it's, it, it yeah, sometimes it's, it's legit sometimes mm-hmm. it's not right yeah. right and that's what we're going to go into at the end is how much of this is real how much of it is sort of you know nostalgia goggles mm-hmm. yeah and then uh back in the day so that's our pro list of today uh or that was our con yeah. list of of uh back in the day yeah and then uh so so did you make a list for the cons of back in the day? I've got pros and cons for back in the day. Yes. Okay, so we got pros and cons. Um, uh, my number one, back in the day, uh, the times felt more pure and simple. The end. Full stop. <laughs> That's my number two, simpler times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, how much of that is real? Because I know that it media was more finite. Print, mm-hmm. audio. You didn't have endless streams. You didn't have 47 networks, 47 platforms with 187 movies. There's just more to keep up with. And I think that overwhelms our senses. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it absolutely was simpler. Has that made us harsher critics, though, because we're so jaded, because there's so much coming out? Feels like we've all become very harsh critics of everything. Because, like, we just watched that uh, Jurassic World Dominion and... um, once you get over what it wasn't, I'm like, dude, we're watching movies about dinosaurs coexisting with us. How cool is this? <laughs> exactly. And it looks real and it feels real. And so mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Was it as good as Jurassic Park? No, of course not. But Because the original was the original. The original That's is the original. You're not going to mm-hmm. ever replicate re- you know, Coca-Cola Classic. You're just not yep. going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, time felt more impure and simple. What do you think? I think it was. Like you said, there was just so much less coming at us all the time. Yeah. Just, you could keep up with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so current on everything. Oh, Movies, yeah. TV. Actors. And actors, actresses. And actresses. And I don't even and, know half the shit yeah, anymore. And, exactly. And yet I run a podcast about pop culture. What does that say? Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, am I out of the loop? Much. Maybe a little bit. I think some of it is intentional because I don't like to get into the... Too much of the wealth and the inequality of celebrityism. I don't care about celebrity gossip and all that nonsense. I don't care about the Kardashians, all that fake, phony bullshit. Uh, I care about what's real. Um, That being said, do I love Hollywood and movies? Yeah, and I still Mm -hmm. stay apprised. But but like any more, like, you know, Black Adam got released yesterday on, and I was like, oh, Black Adam came out? I mean, I knew it did, but then Mm -hmm. I forgot. And my point is, I don't care. I love The Rock, but I still don't care. What is that? Are we just oversaturated? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's just too much all the time. Too much it's, all the time. So, I mean, yeah. I can just remember just like, like, you never missed a big movie coming out. Now I miss big movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't yeah. feel like, I think that's it. I think I hit the, the nail on the head. It it was a big deal when Ghostbusters came out. It was a big deal when Jurassic Park came out. It's no longer a big deal because big shit comes out all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. Avatar 2 is coming out this winter, and we're like, Me. eh. Exactly. I think I'll see it, mm-hmm. and I'll probably enjoy it, but do you think it yeah. will get the warm reception that they hope? No, no it won't. Not. It no. will not create magic in a bottle yeah, again. Because, because things were simpler then. So Is it because... Because, I mean... Avatar 1 came out, not in the old days, it came out in a pretty, streaming was there. But it was, I don't know if streaming was 
Well, yeah. maybe not. Yeah, and and good. Two thousand nine, I think it was. CGI was CGI in was infancy. It was and, getting there, but yeah. but it wasn't that different. There wasn't blockbuster video and all that. So yeah. so how can we be nostalgic for Avatar that came out in twenty ten or two thousand nine? Because even then, it was simpler than now. Wow, and things were more of a big deal. Like big blockbusters were still a thing. Yeah, and now with all the streaming, I think it is. Stuff, but so. it, yeah, I mean, just things are silently released, and I'm. It's kind of neat that we have this much to find, mm-hmm. but it does take away the excitement. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, so you said your number two was the same as my number one. Mm-hmm. So the next one on your list, what do you have? Um, the first thing that I put, and it kind of ties into this whole thing we've been talking about, but everyone watched the same thing. Yes. So we had, you know, it, you know, there was HBO and things, but yeah. it wasn't as prevalent. So, right. you know, everybody had the same three channels. Everybody watched the same three shows. Everybody watched the same And we all seem to and commiserate it, and mm-hmm. connect because of that. Yeah. And that's my only reason mm-hmm. for... Uh, poo-pooing today is that when you have too many options it separates us yeah it separates hearts and minds all i want is for people to come together and connect and i think it does bring people together when the only shows are 2020 and the wonder years and you got your choice of the two Mm -hmm. you watch the wonder years (laughs) you know i mean it was just there was less choices and therefore i think it brought people together more that's Mm -hmm. the only thing i miss about it because i love having choice Absolutely. But I miss the excitement of new shit dropping. Mm-hmm. I, I still get excited. Do you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I mean, I'm excited for shit dropping, but. But it was more universal being excited about the same things then because there were so many. Yeah. Options, we all kind so. of ex- got excited together mm-hmm. regardless of our yeah. political leanings, regardless of our religion. Reg- it just it was yeah. it just brought us together more, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have for number two less stuff. Easier to keep up with technology and trends. So I think that's what, exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Just keeping up with shit was easier in those days. Yeah. I can't keep up with all this stuff now. No. Uh, anybody, can't. I can't, actresses under 30, don't know their name and I don't care. <laughs> it does, I'm sure they're lovely, mm-hmm. but I can't keep up. And, yeah. and, 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 and we're not out of touch people. And that's what I mean is we're actually for our age we are in the know and yet we're still not in the know compared to youngsters and people you know 30 35 what do you think that is do we just have um too much stuff noise burnout or we just give up at a certain point because that's what happened to me i think i just burnt out i was like so well and like we talked about the generational thing like kids that have grown up with cell phones and all this coming at them they can Mm. i think their brains are more able to handle it because it's always been there for them. And yeah. we've had to adapt to all this stuff and we're still kind of trying to figure it out. And yeah. Well, yeah. Figure out what we want to see and what we don't. Well, yeah. I'm still like, um, I have so many apps, so many platforms, so many shows. And then I'm, I let them just lapse and I'm paying all this money out. I'm like, good God, what are we paying per month in this shit? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then we pay for, you know, you know, Disney plus, Paramount Plus, AMC Plus, Discovery Plus. Good grief. And on, on the one hand, I would say it's too much. I know this. But then once you get in into a working order, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have. Yes. And yes. so I'm like, right now we're kind of on a Star Trek kick. Once we get all that off our chest, we can go on to a Star Wars kick. Once we get all that off our chest, and then we hopefully we can maybe pause or cancel those accounts for a little while. <laughs> 
pay a no, little bit less money. Something else will be out, but we'll yeah, no doubt. Our attention. Yeah, no kidding. That's what they do. Okay, so we're on back in the day pros back then. Number three, babe, go. Number three, basically because I was a kid, not worrying about life stuff. Yeah. So my parents were. Yeah. But, you know. When well, and that's just it. That's what I'm, after all this, this is going to become a two-parter, we've decided, because we're running long. And I don't, <clears throat> don't want to abbreviate this episode, because I think we're putting out mm-hmm. so much useful stuff. Fun stuff, too, but it's also useful, because I really do, at the end of this, after we're done with this, we have an article, and we're going to talk about that. But at the end, I want to really start hammering down to what extent it's real and it's not real in terms of mm-hmm. were the old days actually better? Because yeah. in some ways they are, in some days they aren't. And we'll talk about that. So, yeah, not worrying about life stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were kids, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I didn't think about shit. I didn't. I was. I, was yeah. I, I think back to when I was a kid and I was like, I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. have ADD, <laughs> ADD or anything. I just. I wasn't paying attention, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember when I, my first day of kindergarten, I thought, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I know she, my mom told me all about it, but I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And then I, when it really yeah. happens, you're like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be all this. <laughs> when it really happened, I went screaming, mm. crying, running after my mom. Like, <laughs> 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 I know. It was scary times. <laughs> I'm sure it still happens today, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. being young, being a child <laughs> is like... Fucking what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. Dangerous. Scary. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. So I have number three here. We appreciated what we had more. Uh, mm-hmm. CDs, cassettes, movies, video games, whatever you had. I mean, you would you'd save up for it and mm-hmm. you would buy it. And uh, kind of like the Professor of Rock says is that you would buy a CD or an album or whatever, record, whatever that platform was, CD, could have been a fucking eight track, could have been whatever, right. but you would read it from back cover to cover mm-hmm. and you would want to learn everything you could about the band. You would read everything you could about the song and the lyrics, all the art. And then uh, because there was no internet, we had to, what does that mean? What does this mean? You know? And mm-hmm. so it would actually build sort of like uh, these rumors, the rumor mills and all that based on things that it was probably nothing like, oh, did they, you know, it, it was just a more magical time because you couldn't just have instant gratification of, I need to know this now. And then you find right. out. Yeah. It sort of takes the mystery out of life, but in a, probably in a good way, I would imagine mm-hmm. the, the good outweighs yeah. the bad. But yeah. in a way, though, it did. We, we appreciated what we had because I didn't make a lot of money. I worked as a paper boy and I was saving up. <laughs> My mom bought me this Tandy TRS-80 computer. Worthless. Completely. But I played video games on it. And then I saved up for a recorder. It was a tape recorder that would, uh, you know, I don't even know what it did anymore. I think it it was a tape recorder for the Tandy that would, like, play things. And sometimes it would put in programs that were on cassette. Sometimes it was audio. But I saved up, like, three months bought this thing for $65 and I never used it because it was completely Mm. worthless. But in those (laughs) days, oh, oh, I wanted to have a rig. I wanted to have a setup and it was total crap. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was just simpler times. But but you appreciated everything that you had. I mean, the video games I had, the 
the little, I had a little 13 inch black and white in my room, big old mm-hmm. giant, you know, look like a, you know, look like a beach ball. It was a huge, you know, Yeah. but I appreciated the things I had. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I don't know if kids appreciate what they have, do they? I think it depends on how they're raised, how they're raised, how much money they how have. Much money they have. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I see kids like when I used to be a bus driver, I used to pick um, every once in a while, I would do my route. And then after my route, every once in a while, they would say, hey, you want to go down to San Luis and pick up some kids and take them to the water park? I'm like, sure, I'll do that. And mm-hmm. I just remember these kids, eight, nine, ten years old, playing on their fucking little iPhones and shit. I'm right. like, yeah. boy, the times are, mm-hmm. the, the times they are changing. <laughs> yes. yeah, I was like, that is not what it was like when we were kids. Yeah. And, and yet they were perfectly nice kids, maybe a little more spoiled, but... Eh, mm-hmm. who am I to talk? I mean, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I, it's hard to say. Yeah. And it's I know. a case by case. And kids grow and out just... of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. They might turn into brats, start off at brats, and then they perhaps learn values. And, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's just different doesn't necessarily mean worse. And I think that's yeah. why we need to talk about this after, because mm-hmm. different isn't always worse. Yeah. You know? For sure. Number four, back in the day, pros, babe. My number four, it's just a, it's definitely a nostalgia thing, but um, letters, sending and receiving letters. Yeah. It's just one of those things. That I know. Just was so special. When I was in the so, army, like, I wrote letters. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine now that the army, you just email your mom. Exactly. Right. And mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And you could probably do it from your own device. They probably just give you weekend access to your phone in right. boot camp. Yeah. You know. Who knows, but. Yeah. But yeah, so, and um, I'm in a, a group on Facebook. It's actually a cross stitching group, and we've had holiday card exchanges. Yeah. And I'm participating in my second one now, and it's so fun to just, just receive. receive mail hey, and send mail. I and... still get excited for Amazon shit. Mm-hmm. I, I love getting shit in the mail, and um, I, you never get over it. It's always yeah. that dopamine mm-hmm. rush. I, it I can't help and it. it. Just, yeah. Even if it's just fucking lactate pills, I'm like, yeah, I got my lactate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah letters were just kind of a special yes indeed thing. i agree you know i used to, i had a pen pal from japan uh in the uh late 80s she was from kyoto and uh we would write back and forth and then we kind of lost touch but mm-hmm. during that time it was very special right. yeah yeah and i and then i ended up with a kind of a online pen pal from scotland mm-hmm. and then we grew up in the tech era where technology hadn't really gotten as good as it is now but there was aol instant messenger and stuff and that's what we Mm -hmm. would do a lot is that and chat rooms and all this silly shit that today do they do that anymore i I mean social media is different yeah i would imagine we do social media more than we do the chats and Mm -hmm. all the i mean we have all that but do people people don't go into chat rooms do they they go facebook groups yeah probably yeah yeah different but the same Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, for number four, I have, and I kind of said this, and I gave it away in the last one, but saving up for something meant something powerful and meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> when I had my job as a uh, paper boy, <laughs> I never did get what I wanted, but I was saving up for a Vespa scooter. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't and know by that. The, and, I, and I knew that by the t- you, you could drive one by the time you had your learner's permit at 15 and a half, so I figured I was like, I think, 13, so I mm-hmm. figured, well, in a year and a half, I'll have enough. To yeah. buy this Vespa. Mm-hmm. Never happens. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up moving and nothing. It never happened. But, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, it was something I 
really wanted. But but even though I didn't get it, you know, the things that I did buy meant something because I had yeah. limited resources. And so everything I bought, um, and that was kind of like that episode of Bob's Burgers where uh, Gene bought his dad and him an hour of virtual reality next door and it turned out to be crappy like 8-bit nonsense and uh, his dad's like gene that was messed up you shouldn't have to spend your your life savings on a bad experience and Mm -hmm. and then he's like well i'll give you an extra hour next time and then it just was more of the same and Mm -hmm. so yeah there's buyer's remorse you know i remember (laughs) when i was a kid at Christmas time, uh, we had a gift exchange. I think I've told this story before, but we had this gift exchange, and everybody, I, I gave somebody that like really neat triangle Rubik's Cube thing, <clears throat> and then I ended up getting a pot holder. And it wasn't even a new pot holder. It was just something, some shithead poor kid probably grabbed yeah. out of his mom's drawer, and I got it, and I, I was at home, and I had a pencil, and I was like pulling on it. And I made it like pulled out so much that it looked like a giant like triple. <laughs> and I started, I threw a fit. And I'm like, I can't believe I got a fucking potholder. This is bullshit. You know, like, <laughs> like I was so yeah. upset and I cried. I, mm-hmm. And my mom's like, that's not fair. So she took me to the store and bought me a toy. Oh, because I was, right. I was in yeah. a fit. I, that was the first time I realized that life isn't fair. Yeah. You exactly. you put in your effort, and Not then somebody else didn't same. put in theirs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why today, today, to this day, I talk about reciprocity so much. Hey, I'm putting in on this fella. You better match me, because you know yeah. it makes us feel good to know that people care as much as we care about them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, what do you have, babe? For number what four? Five. Five. Go ahead. Holidays. Just holidays. Like, just holidays. Like, I still, why is it different? We still have it's holidays. Still, no, it is. I, <laughs> I'm not saying it's different. I'm just saying it was a pro of then because, especially yeah. like with um with school, because now they don't they can't celebrate like they can't have a Christmas party or they can't. They have can't. A, no. Why? Because it's different religions. Yeah. Well, maybe there is a war on Christmas. Gee, I never <laughs> thought there was, but now I'm now to no, this. And I always like assumed they, that that was yeah, bullshit. No, but. they don't do Halloween anymore. They do fall. Mm. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that to not offend religious people or is that to not, to not offend to not non-religious offend, people? I don't know. The secular people. Something like that. Well, but just, I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my friend's an atheist. I'm an atheist. We love the fuck out of Christmas. Yeah. I don't actually believe in Samhain, but do I think there's a th- the, that's when the, the veil between worlds is thinnest? No. But I still love it because mm-hmm. it's all things spooky and yeah. what it represents is... Still important to me. And so mm-hmm. whether or not you believe in Santa or Jesus or not, the spirit of giving and trees is still important mm-hmm. to me. Because it's like you're celebrating nature by killing stuff, which is, you know, whatever. But but this bringing nature into your living room, bringing that nature to see nature, to appreciate nature, and then the spirit of giving and then family mm-hmm. and then gifts. It's, yeah. it's important. And it's, just, and it's still a big deal to me to this day. But just when mm. I was a kid, I just, it was so much fun. Well, I was an only child, so I made out like a bandit, as my grandma said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but then and now. Holidays. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. And it and that's why we're, we're going to do this talk afterward. Was it better? You know, uh, number five, I have, we kept our stuff clean and pristine. You buy it. 
you don't want to break it. Being growing up poor, like that was the one thing my friend Craig had a lot of money growing up and he would, I'd let him borrow my CDs and he'd get it trashed and then he'd just buy me another one. He's like, eh. Mm-hmm. He just had yeah. no respect for stuff. And yeah. to this day, he he does a little bit more now because he doesn't, he's not made out of money. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I remember we went to a Living Color concert at Mott Gym at Cal Poly of San Luis Obispo. And we went there and, uh, you know, we saw Corey Glover walk by us and he gave, gave us this weird white boy look like who the fuck are you looking at you know Mm -hmm. he wasn't angry at us but he was just like what are you looking at you know (laughs) and we just swooned and then um but we both lost our uh, leather jackets i had gotten one he had gotten one but he got his replaced and i never did yeah because i was the poor kid Mm -hmm. and so whatever we bought we took care of and so i often wonder do kids have an appreciation for taking care of the things they receive, do you think? Well, again, it depends. It depends on, on your finances, yeah, I would imagine. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It just it felt like when you bought something, there was a sentimental attachment to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so disposable yeah. as things seem to be today. I'm yeah speculating. I, no, I but, agree, and I think mm-hmm. also because y- you had to spend more effort to get things. You had to find a store. You had to go there. You had to. It was a more physical experience instead of like, oh, just tapping a button online. Yeah, and get something. yeah. So it was just more. While I appreciate the ease mm. of it, oh, yeah. I think there was there was a work ethic involved in attaining your favorite new song mm-hmm. or your favorite new yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, what do you have? Uh, where are you at? Number five? Six. Six. Go for it. Um, things were cheaper. Things were cheaper. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and even though at the time, you know, like we both grew up poor, so things were expensive. For the time. For the times. Yeah. But in relation to income and things, they were cheaper. Well, that's funny that you should say that because I have something opposite of that on in my cons is I have tech was expensive for the times. Yeah. $400 right. for a VCR when your, mm-hmm. your mom was only earning Eleven, ten dollars yeah. an hour. Yeah. So um, you're right in the most sense mm-hmm. that yes, most things were a lot cheaper. God, I remember getting school lunches, and it was only two dollars and twenty five cents, and know I couldn't afford was, that. Oh, we we had we got free, I had free lunch. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but um, but yeah. Nowadays it makes you know. Well, and just kind of goes back to the, you know, the single working parent. You could. Afford rent. You could afford yeah. a mortgage. You could it's, afford It things. seems just, like things were a little bit more affordable mm-hmm. than and today. more in line with what people More in making. line with what people are earning, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know where it went off the rails, but yeah. it did go off the rails. Capitalism. Um, capitalism, yeah. <laughs> don't even get me started. Uh-uh, <laughs> uh, what do you have for... Did you have more to say about that, hun? No, nah, not really. Okay, what do you have for number six? That was my number six. Oh, what do you have for number seven? <laughs> um, school slash neighborhoods felt closer. Oh, yeah. Like my grade school was just, it was a small little grade school. We all knew each other. I'm friends with some of my teachers on Facebook to this day. You knew your neighbors. Yeah. It just felt more like community was well, more Well, that's important. true because I, my neighbor was Mr. Spears, who was our school janitor. Mm-hmm. My babysitter's husband was Officer Joe with his talking car that came to our school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that sense of community was really, really strong. And it yeah. didn't feel to me like 
everybody was being judged for being libs and conservatives. They were just yeah. being people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you could be a Republican back then and still, like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're a Democrat, fine, whatever. It didn't seem like we wanted to kill each other for our differences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for one, that's because we didn't have the internet and we didn't have people yelling at us from whatever side we were on 24 hours a day. Right. So it just didn't matter as much. And Why do you suppose community felt better than now? Is it negativity bias? Is it actual? What What do you think that made it well, feel more close? I think it depends on... Less shit? Less shit. And depending yeah. on the size of your area you're in. Because I think like when mm-hmm. we grew up on the Central Coast, it was small. There weren't a ton of people there. So it was... It was very it small. It literally where I was grew up. less yeah. people. So there was... <clears throat> More chance you'd know your I grew up in a town of 15,000 people. Yeah. And, and that's why. Grover had, but well, yeah. and I think that's why today, like when we moved to Vancouver, a city of a million, we're like, people here are cold and indifferent. Mm-hmm. We weren't used to it. Yeah. I've met nicer people in LA than I met in Vancouver. And mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but yeah. I do feel like part of the reason why we like it here the most and why we stayed is because you're talking about a town of 50,000 people, 60,000 people. It's mm-hmm. it's more tenable. It's like yeah. I, I, constant city traffic, constant bigness. Um, the more dangers. Uh, I do feel like there is something safer and just a little bit more low-key about smaller areas. Mm-hmm. It's charming. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> back in those days, too, it was you didn't have the internet, so you were, you know, you were talking to people and you were yeah well you know remember when we first moved up here and then star wars force awakens came out we're like whoa we better go early (laughs) we ended up going to a different town a couple towns over and we're like we better get there early we we got there early ate a sandwich and went there and there was nobody in line (laughs) i remember that i didn't realize you know movies were a big yeah opening Mm -hmm. night yeah and i didn't realize that like being here there wasn't the great big hoopla over grand openings of things like Star Wars. What mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. is that just here? What is that? I don't know. I think part of it is because it was here. And yeah. It's just a different... Smaller. Smaller, yeah. Smaller means mm-hmm. not as much... Especially where we went. It was Lebanon, so that's a much very smaller small town. Very small town, yeah. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think there's something to that. Um, do you have anything more to say on that? No. Okay. I have number six here, and this is my last one. I couldn't think of more pros because I kind of burnt out. Oh, see, I had ten on this one. So well, I'll check you out. It all see, evens out. It evens out. Yeah. <laughs> I said you made time for things. Mm-hmm. You made time for things. I mean, you made time for friends. You made time uh, to spend with your family at dinner. You made time for your extracurricular activities. I had uh, at one point judo, karate, and soccer. And I made time for him. And then when I was done, I'd come home at dark. I'd have dinner. I'd do my homework. By 8 o'clock, I was ready to watch whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it just felt like we made time for things. And it feels like now nobody ever has time for anything. We don't have time for food. We don't have time for cooking. We don't have time for anything. Part of it's, I think, pamperedness, entitlement, laziness. But uh, but more than that, it's it's actually that we've gotten so busy, yeah. Uh, commuting, picking up kids, careerism. Um, it really has taken over our whole lives. Do you feel like the times were just smaller and quieter mm-hmm. in those days? Yeah, absolutely. Even for people in the cities. 
I don't know. Hard to say, huh? <laughs> it's hard to say. I would imagine <laughs> it was still a little smaller, though. Mm-hmm. Because my Probably. family was from L.A., and they don't act like city people. They act like mm-hmm. country folk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Um, that's all I've got. So go for okay, it, babe. I had a Take over, more. please. Um, my number eight was malls. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you just like don't see the malls yeah, like, like you I do. mentioned. There um, are still malls. Depends on where you're from. Are, uh, yeah, exactly. But the um. Like I mentioned, my mom would take us down to Santa Maria during Christmas time because they'd set up their animatronics, and it was just such a yeah. It was like a community thing. It was just the malls were active, and there were actually yeah. stores. Well, and it, it was feels kind like of a newer concept at that point. So yeah. It was- what also feels like malls. Also, there's the good mall and the bad mall. Mm-hmm. Like there's the mall you don't go to where everything's closed, and then there's the yeah. good mall. Yeah. But nowadays, with shopping plazas and online shopping, like. I remember they put a mall in San Luis Obispo, the town we grew up. I danced at the grand opening. There you go. See, yeah. <laughs> and I remember it just, it didn't work. It yeah. just. Well, it did oh, for a few it, years. For a then... few years. But I mean, it really waned mm-hmm. in in power. Yeah. And then it just kind of tanked where it was just a, a ghost town. Which is what's happening to a lot of them now. And that's what yeah. happened. Then they restored the downtown district. So it feels mm-hmm. like that's happening a lot of places where malls got taken over sort of by outdoor plazas, it seems, mm-hmm. and online shopping. Yeah, and I think it depends. Like, it'd be interesting to go to San Diego now because there was one, I think it was called Horton Plaza. It was downtown. It was in, like, a three-story kind of indoor-outdoor mall, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was so nice, and probably now it's probably not the same thing. Yeah, because it's kind well... Of- uh, we go to the mall in Salem, and it's still there. I don't think it is anymore. Oh, well, really? It's, well, it's there, but, but it's, it's a ghost town from what yeah, I Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. I, I think malls are going to be a thing of the past because we can get so much online now. Mm-hmm. And while I don't want to support the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world too, too much, what do you do? I mean, I we, we've all sort of obfuscated our responsibility towards mom and pop smaller living. Yeah. And I think we're... Unfortunately, we're kind of digging our own graves in 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 the terms of corporatism, and that we're all supporting these evil mm-hmm. empires that just get too big, yeah, too powerful. But then again, like when I went to visit my sister a couple weeks ago in Portland, we went into all these little neighborhoods, and there's all these little shops still, and they're yeah. just all doing well. And it really depends so like, on where mm-hmm. you're at, and that's yeah. what I like about Portland in that it's it's not, you know. Frankly, to just to put it on out there, it's very liberal, and therefore it's it's pro mom and pop. Mm-hmm. It's down yeah. on capitalism and corporatism because it's so exploitative, and so it goes out of its way to sort of give you an air of yesterday's old timey feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mom and pop shops. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, and then I've got two more for the cons. Um, no pros. 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 Yeah, and it's more my personal experience, not just you know in general. Yeah, but, um, going to the library. When I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you, go so ahead. Fun. No, I just, I was such a big reader. And the one that we went to, they'd have all these summer, like, reading programs and not really contests, but you'd earn stickers and you'd earn certificates. And it was just such a cool, a cool thing because that was where you found everything. Like, even in high school, you'd have to go to the library to find, yeah. do research for papers and well, all that. And, when I moved uh, up to Redding, California from the central coast of California, I remember when, uh, <clears throat> I hate to say this, it's embarrassing. But their fucking library closed down. There was no library oh, wow. in the whole s- mm-hmm. town. Now there was the college libraries, 
Shasta College yeah. had a library. Simpson College, which was a Christian college, had a library. All the g- good colleges had libraries, but the, the community just voted it down. It just wasn't getting wow. the funding, and it closed down. Now, I think there's a library there now, but um, but it really does make you realize just how much uh, we need to keep public stuff open. PBS, yeah. public libraries. We need to feed into this. Um, the more, you know, because it feels like to me that's b- become politicized as well, where the right sort of cr- uh, seems to promote corporatism and capitalism because that's their wo- donors, that's who pays the bills. But then they also kind of seem to poo poo on anything they think is superfluous, like social programs. And that's kind of what my point is is that all these Republicans, it was a very conservative area. And they voted mm-hmm. to close down the library. And I was wow. like, oh, <laughs> that, I mean, mm-hmm. in a way that almost speaks to my heart. And like, how, you don't get more depressing. You don't get more, I don't know, you don't get more stupid and naive and ignorant than closing your one and only library. Wow. Yeah. And it does That's... kind of go to show how little sometimes the right cares about scholastic endeavors well, yeah, because an you know, educated populace vote liberal stands things and yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. well and i don't mean to make this political but but my no, point but that's why progress is so important to challenge our systems it's important it's not to crap on the right it's just that if they're going to continually do things that are oppressive or regressive that aren't challenging our system to be better then what we're doing is we're leaning on the status quo and Perhaps we get a lot of nostalgia from that, but we're not making progress on. I mean, think about where we should be in terms of rail. Think of where Mm -hmm. we should be in terms of electric vehicles. Think of where we should be in terms of wind and solar. Uh, We could be so much further. I mean, I read an article several years ago from uh, in Germany. They've created a hot water heater that only costs $20 per year to use. Wow. That most of Europe is running off of electric, uh, you know, reusable energy now. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. think about where we're at in terms of like, look at the high speed rail in China versus here. We're still using choo choo trains from the 1800s, practically yeah. the early yeah. 19th turn of the century shed. We mm-hmm. should have high speed rail that goes 300 miles an hour can get you from Portland to L.A. in like three hours, man. Yeah. And we could do these big things if just we could get the Republicans and the Democrats to get along and agree that we need to, that we have to embrace change. Yeah. Not just I because I think they're, they're, it's like they're teaching their virtue signaling that change is bad. Talk on that. You, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a, it, the <clears throat> Republican Party is regressive now. It really is, and that's why we're not, you know, I'm trying to uh, separate the the player from the game in the that sense that we all have friends that are conservative. It's not about them. It's about mm-hmm. these agendas to go backwards that aren't necessarily 
I mean, it's nostalgia fueled because that's what they got to use against us is, oh, remember how great things used to be? Make America great it's again. All, it's all to line their But it's pockets. all to line their pockets yeah. and it's all to keep things as they are. When we could get rid of fossil fuels, we could rely on renewable energies more. We could strike a Green New Deal and we could actually get our culture into the 21st century. But, oh, no, the, the apparently the future is a, a no-no and science is yeah. bad and school and education is just indoctrinating our kids into liberalism like oh god would you shut up mm-hmm. you know what i mean i know and it just it seems to work on some people yeah i don't does. get it i, I don't even because i'm not against republicans i'm not against conservative people i am against regressive policies and systems that exploit and placate the status quo yeah that's what we don't want yeah change should be a good thing yes it should. when it's the right kind of change mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have one more pros of back in the day. Go, baby. This is my biggest nostalgia fuel. <clears throat> my biggest thing that I remember loving about my childhood was the roller rink. Oh, totally. <laughs> I used to go to uh, Flippo's yeah, in Morro Bay. Yeah, we Pismo. And it yeah. Just, we had skating parties. Our school had a skating party That's what I month. loved about Stre- Stranger Things Season 4 was mm-hmm. they opened on that roller rink yeah that was a big thing you guys it, it really yeah, was our school every month would have a, a, a skating party for the whole you know every friday we had a skating party where you could yeah. uh, skateboard or roller skate uh rollerblades weren't invented yet mm-hmm. no, <laughs> but yeah weren't. every friday we had a skate party yeah, and they at had the school a, they had a party room there and mm. every we'd have i can't even remember can't even tell you how many birthday parties i went to at the skating rink and yeah it was just that it was I know. I went to at least a half a dozen birthdays at Flippo's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I knew the son's, uh, the the owner's son. He was the best skater. And we would watch him do these crazy things where he would limbo underneath these poles and shit. Mm -hmm. He was so good. He was our fucking idol. Like, we thought of him like he was Tony Hawk. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I even had friends that became a professional skateboarder. One of my friends. soccer one of the guys on my soccer team the last year when i was on the team with barney that we mm-hmm. lost every game scottish coach i've told you stories i've even talked about it here on the a show but yeah i went to school with frank Carrada, who became a famous skateboarder right. and then yeah. he ended up in a golden grams commercial <laughs> wow. he, he ollied <laughs> over a car oh wow so there you go All i right. don't know him today but mm-hmm. i'm sure if i said hey remember me he'd be like oh yeah right. yeah you were right forward i was left forward yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah those were the days. Yep. Simpler times. Yep. Do you have any more on your list? That was 10. We need yeah. to burn through this so we can get to the end of this. But uh, I have here then cons. Yes. Uh, graphics were bad, but we didn't care. <laughs> that explains it all. Uh, there's not more to say. <laughs> nope. Not much. We didn't care. You could fill it in with your imagination. Mm-hmm. I love the graphics today, but sometimes I, I go back and I play uh, my Nintendo... Because I have one of those uh, special edition Nintendos that's a kind of a throwback. It's like this big now. Yeah, it's <laughs> super tiny. It's yeah. super tiny. But um, but I go back and play Donkey Kong Jr. because mm-hmm. it's nostalgic. The graphics aren't as good, but it's fun. Yeah. Some video games are just too hard. I, well, I gave up the- after P- PS3. I was like, oof. I never even tried. This is getting taxing. Well, and for the time, the graphics <laughs> were amazing because it had never been done before. So, Well, that's just it. That was- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I have, do you, you want to go your number one real quick? Go ahead and just do all yours. I'll do mine, do then you do all yeah. yours. Okay, perfect. 
Uh, cons back in the day. Uh, number two, you couldn't decide when you wanted to watch something on TV. You had to be there at eight o'clock. <laughs> she did. Homework done or not. <laughs> yep. Whether yeah. you got done. I mean, I remember, God, hey, we got to finish up soccer practice. I got to finish mm-hmm. my homework so I can start the new episode of ALF. Yeah. We got <laughs> to get home from the beach so we can watch Batman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have here, um, number three. Uh, tech was expensive for the times. Like yeah, I said, I mean, we had a hamster, like we had a few hamsters, and one time I let him out, and he crawled on, onto the VCR, got inside the VCR, and broke our VCR, and that was a $400 VCR. And you guys, f- just for, so you understand, $400 for a VCR in those days was like yeah. $1,000 today for a blu-ray player Mm -hmm. you just don't do it unless you need it and we needed one back in those days and so there was no cheaper so the Mm -hmm. only everything was cheaper except tech new tech yeah new you know cd players uh vcrs anything that was brand new was expensive boy it was so camcorders oh my god yeah definitely so i love that tech has gotten cheaper yeah still expensive but cheaper by comparison i mean when Mm -hmm. you can get what your cell phone does for $500, $600, and it does the work of, like, $4,000 worth of shit in those right. days. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Go ahead, babe. So that was my whole list because, you know, I couldn't think of a lot of yeah, I've only got downsides of living in the old days other than yeah. it was just technologically worse. Yeah. yeah. But uh, go ahead, babe, with so, your list. Uh, mine... Uh, Harder slash more expensive to call people, which we've kind of gone into a little bit with the roaming. But even then, like before cell phones, long distance charges. Yeah. Like my grandparents were back east and we couldn't afford to call them. Yeah. Because it was so expensive. And then there were certain like days and it was like Sunday between 5 and 6 p.m. You could get cheaper rates. or Right. And then remember for a while it was like dial this before you dial your number and then it would be cheaper. Cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Dial Um, 867. (laughs) You know, like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I think George Carlin did a commercial for those mm -hmm, back in the day. Because of that. And that kind of ties into my number four. um, Yeah. Especially with our family, my extended family was far away, so we couldn't afford to visit them. We couldn't afford to call them. It was like yeah. they didn't exist. I and mean, t- that's just... the problem with lacking in technology mm-hmm. is that, you know, when we moved up to Portland for the first time, I was able to see my mom on my yeah. phone. I was able to see mm-hmm. my mom on my computer. And it really helped you uh, to keep you from getting homesick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I don't want to diverge too much on what the role of this show is. We're almost done with our list, but I want to go into what nostalgia is at the very root, at the very heart of it, and whether or not it's um, a bad thing or a good thing and to what extent. And then were the times actually better? We'll talk on that. Do mm-hmm. you, but go ahead and finish your um, list. I just had two more. <clears throat> um, so I know you can relate to this, but growing up without a lot of money so being yeah. poor and being treated like i was yeah it didn't happen a lot but it happened with my dancing because it was in san luis which was and it happened town. to me it in soccer soccer so yeah that was yeah you didn't realize you were different until it was too late and then you grew up and to realize oh wow my friends didn't love me because i lived in an apartment mm-hmm. because and i didn't have a house yeah or or they were judging me because i had you know 
I didn't have the latest, greatest, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you know, yeah. and uh, I didn't realize, and I don't think the kids knew what growing up with money was. They just knew what it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they were like, oh, well, they don't have their own bedroom or they don't have their own whatever. Or they rent instead of own. They don't have their own yeah. yard. And so, yeah, in those days, I don't, do you think it's still like that, though? Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. some things just mm-hmm. never die. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and that's why I do believe our culture is getting more evolved. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, these problems, they still exist. The has versus the have not. Mm-hmm. Have nots. It's terrible. And kids shouldn't have yeah. to feel less than just because they're born yeah. without a lot of money. Yep. It's bullshit. Exactly. Yep, and then the last one I have um, was that it was way more confusing and harder to go places because you had to, like, get directions from someone or look oh. on a map. Or <laughs> I remember when I, even even uh, in the days of internet, back in, like, oh, I don't know, this was before culinary school. I was going up to the Bay Area a lot to go to school, and what I would do is I would print out MapQuest. Yeah. Remember? Oh, I do. Yeah. And, and that was before Google and Google uh, Earth and all that. Yeah. It was a pain in the fucking oh, ass. But and before it, that, I'm talking before <clears throat> that. Oh, like, yeah. You make, you make a doctor's appointment. Where are you? Okay, well, first you take this road, then you turn here, and then you make a left, and then you do this, and then you do that. And you had to write out directions. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember a couple of times where I'm like, um, I'd call my friend, hey, uh, I tried coming over, but I couldn't find where you live, so I'm back home now. Right, yeah. We'll try again next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But yeah, simpler times. Um, I think in a lot of ways, we as a culture have become more evolved, more intelligent, as we require to put more shit in our heads. And it makes us more sophisticated. It definitely makes things more complicated, but after we're done with this list, uh, I want to kind of debate the pros and the cons and to arrive at which we believe is the truth. Yeah. Well, my list is done. So. Oh, is that, is that, that the end? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, you know, there there's always going to be a pro and con of the old days, a pro and con of the, the new days. Tell me, in a general sense... I mean, we're all wistful for the old days because it was simpler, it was easier, it was, I don't know, there was just something more charming and pure about it, but at the end of the day, do you feel like the old days were better, and if they were better, why, and if they're not better, why not? Uh, It's really hard to say yes or no, because there's so many good and bad about both, so. Yeah. Well, let let me try to make this easier for you. Okay. When society is always jaded and negative about everything, are they justified or are they just plugged into the negative machine of social media and the negative machine of uh, uh, just we've become hypercritical as a society? It's a little bit of both. I mean, there is definitely it's coming at you from all angles a lot of the time, but there are definitely things that aren't great. I mean, the economy sucks. It's hard to get by financially so yeah. that's definitely reality i think some places try to make it feel worse than it is yeah try to hammer that into you <clears throat> yeah yeah no i do feel like in a general sense um the the economy like if you think about like a young 
say you had a young couple that's 25 years old without co a college degree and they they have a kid what would be an easier time for them to grow up in then or now i have to say with a heavy heart that back then it would have been easier because you mm -hmm. didn't need a college degree to get a job uh and it seemed like more people there was more of the middle class and so as the corporate oligarchy sort of took over our country and got rid of all these mom and pop institutions, it did. It does feel like it would be harder to get by today um, yeah, as a, a young couple having kids. And that's the, the basic metric is, what, do you need a special degree or you need something special to get by today? If so, then yes, it absolutely is harder. And so what would you mm -hmm. say to that where... You know, do we need special education always? Because I don't think, I think college has become less useful than it used to be. Um, and, and in some ways, that's a good thing. In some ways, that's a bad thing. I would say it's good in the sense that we're finally recognizing that college is just an institution trying to steal our money and doesn't necessarily equate to better outcomes, smarter people, more skill more intelligent people necessarily it yeah. does i think it shows people in a general sense that you can go to school which shows a, cons a daily consistency that you can go to school every day you can take tests you can pass tests and therefore you're worthy of this job because you proved you could get through a degree granting institution and that's why we hire you because we can tell that you showed up for school and therefore you'll show up to your job in a general sense in a general sense but you could also be a <clears throat> d student yeah, and what still if you have that degree? What if your so doctor prescribing matter. you meds is a D student? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that so surgeon that's think, performing on you is it got all D's in med I school? Think <laughs> I think it's very classist, and it's it is. Yeah, because, I agree. Yeah. yeah, because not everyone can afford it. Most people can't afford it, and it doesn't. Honestly, thinking about the the people that you see, the students in and in, in San Luis that go to Cal Poly, like. They're, they're all better uh, than anybody else. And they're all, uh, oh, and they're usually always come from better stock. Yeah. Upper middle class families. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I think you're right in a sense that, um, you know, I like the fact in the one sense that the economy has sort of gotten rid of the austerity of upper middle class elitism. And that we're tr we're finally saying, listen, guys, we're all just trying to survive. Can we not have all these new special rules for everything? Like everybody has. I mean, I remember when I was trying to get a job down in, in those days, I couldn't get a job at a supermarket because I didn't have yeah. a bachelor's degree, yeah. even though I had a fucking culinary degree. And so it did feel like there was this sort of always holding people to too high of a standard. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, because of COVID, because of it, it changing the way it shaped how we work and how we do things and frankly because the economy is worse i do believe we're finally becoming less elitist in some ways and i'm hopeful that this yeah. translates down the road to better outcomes for regular working people what do you think i think it i it's heading in the right direction i think yeah so i hope I, so yeah well because back in the day like you <clears throat> could just as far as like being a medical assistant you mm -hmm. could honestly like just there were offices back in the day that would just hire you and train you. And now yeah. you come up to Oregon and I couldn't be a medical assistant because I wasn't certified. Even though, even though you had way more experience. Years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, and that's the thing, like when I talk about 
schools and colleges and, and, and degree granting institutions. I am not talking about, you know, being anti-scholastic or anti-education. No, I'm very no. pro-education, but I believe why on the earth should your finances um, have to be like, in other words, rich people get richer, wealth begets wealth, and poverty begets more poverty outcomes, and we got to get rid of that in our culture, and that's why I do believe colleges should be free. Sorry, socialist here. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I think that anything that has a moral right for everybody to have, food, education, information comes easy nowadays. Why on earth would we have to pay out the wazoo for information that we can get almost anywhere now? And I think in a way that has made things better in the sense that these degree-granting institutions, while they are still expensive and they are still trying to play their games, most people are growing privy to the fact that you don't need a college degree for everything, that there's more options. And I like the idea that we're moving into a future where um, we're getting smart, we're getting more uh, dynamic, and we're actually challenging the old ways because of the inherent injustice and inequality in that system. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think, though? I mean, at the end of the day, yay or nay, are the times worse now, or are we just wearing our nostalgia beer goggles? I think it's both. Yeah. Better and worse. Just kind of like with everything, there's a balance. So summarize to me what's better and what's worse in just one blanket statement. That is... Well, I mean, you can stop and pause. (laughs) I just mean in a general summation. um, Better that we are able to get more information easier. Yeah. We've got the internet at our fingertips. We've yes. got, you know, we can take pictures and have them instead of waiting a week to develop pictures. And yeah. So technology has made things a lot better. Um, but we've grown a little spoiled from it. Yeah, we've grown a little, a little entitled. And, and technology in itself, it's made people more connected, but it's also made people less connected. More impersonal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, when I, I lost my train of thoughts. Well, that's okay. When I watch these uh, documentaries about uh, the future, you know, of possible alien technologies and all these things, and how advanced we need to become in the next thousand years or ten thousand years, I think of how, like, we're watching Star Trek Discovery right now, and they, spoiler alert, season three. They jumped 900 years into the future, and even though we look at Star Trek Discovery as advanced, you know, the people that they landed think of them as archaic. Mm -hmm. So, that's the funny thing about it. And so, when I look back now on the good old days, God, it really was quite fucking archaic. When you start to think about Mm -hmm. data... When you start to think about sending data packets through the internet, when you think about the technologies we have today, I'm really grateful for them Mm -hmm. in a lot of regards. I just wish that we could take knowledge and make it for everybody. And that's why we challenge these oppressive, um, these sort of oligarchical systems of wealth. Because we're trying to challenge the old way so that we people understand that everybody's entitled to education, everybody's entitled to good jobs, good outcomes, and everybody's entitled, frankly, 
to access of information and access to healthcare and access to good food and nutrition. Those are all the things everybody should have equal on. So while I do believe that the elites will always look for something to try to hold against the ha- the haves will always hold something against the, the have-nots, the more equal we make our society, the I think the the better off we are as a culture as a whole. Mm-hmm. But we're always going to have regressive systems that are going to try to divide us. What do you think about that? I think it's true. <clears throat> as long as we have a system that's based on capitalism and people with wealth can control things more than people that don't have it, whether yeah. they're worthy to or not, it's always going to... Like Elon Musk. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not against Elon Musk because he's not liberal. I'm against Elon Musk because he's creating two sets of rules for Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. He's setting two sets of rules for celebrities and non-celebrities. And he's basically being the judge, jury, and arbiter without there being one level playing field of rules. He changes the rules arbitrarily at his own will, and therefore the system doesn't have the fairness or the security that it should have. And I'm I'm curious what's going to happen, because while we can all sit here and say these wealthy systems are unfair, he is the, the absolute best example today of why we don't want billionaires ru- ruling everything. When you have Jeff Bezos and, and Amazon one man to rule them all it takes away uh, a lot of things it takes away competition it takes away uh it's crib death for anybody who's poor and depends on our system to be fair and equal yeah and 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 more than that we don't need seems like all these social media crybabies all these republicans that cry on social media it's like jeff bezos is republican elon musk is republican Mark Zuckerberg is Republican. They're all being well represented on social media, and yet they cry the most about the lack of fairness in social media. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just don't think it's a good thing for our society for one wealthy system to rule it all. But that being said, I love Google and Google products and all these things. I love the Amazon Echoes and all the technologies we have. But I do feel like... What's the point of more and better if we aren't getting better? Yeah. Do you feel mm-hmm. like there's a quality or consistency in humanity that's lacking from our old uh, traditional values? Do you feel like we've lost traditional values? I think in a way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Overall, probably, yeah. But it lives on in people. But so. what do you say then to, like, say, Fox News, who claims that all poor people or all people who don't try hard, they're the moocher class, and uh, we have to uh, prop up certain systems of elitism so that we weed out the, the the good folks, the smart folks, the worthy folks from those who are sort of um, wayward, morally wayward. What do you think? What are they doing there? What is that? They're just rich elites that are trying to stay rich elites. Do you think they're trying to use classism as a way to um create a a wedge and if so why of course it is and so they can stay on top yeah i mean i honestly think it's they're just all of those people that are in charge there in politics that are wealthy they're just Mm -hmm. trying to keep theirs and not share it with anybody else yeah and when we don't share technologies it's not good for humanity it's only good for those who can pay to play and that's what 
we don't want as a system is that we want to go into the future as progressives, as forward-thinking humanitarians. What's best for society is best for everybody on the whole. Wouldn't you mm -hmm. agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, let me get just uh, what's your thoughts on all this? I mean, let's go back to the original premise, the Facebook post that talks about Christmas was so much better back then, and now it's this, this, and this, and it made me say, why can't we enjoy Christmas now? Yeah, we absolutely can. It's just, it's different. Yeah. It's not as... Were we, just, were, were, were we just living back in the dumb, dumb ages and, and ignorance was bliss? Kind of. Or was it actually, actually but I is think it actually it was, worse? I think it was better because people were mm. more, I think people were more in tune with each other. More connected? And more connected and... It's yeah. just, and you know, things have changed. Like there's not a lot of as many like downtown little shopping areas and stuff. And it's just, and we don't have to... changed and it's very nostalgic because it, I think part of it's because that's how it was when you were younger. And right. that's how you remember everything was more new and wondrous. And so are we kind of looking through uh, um, the prism of nostalgia that's sort of tainting perhaps how great it was or little bit of both i think yeah i think you're right yeah. okay so really quickly uh we're running out of time but i wanted to get into the article that you have just don't read the whole thing but give us the points and uh, tell us the title if you would please yeah, it was from everyday health and it's titled five ways nostalgia is good for your health yeah so go for i will it. just go through all those yeah. real quick because there's okay it's, it, it's good yeah i'm um, number one it may promote sense of self Reminiscing about the past can help you feel connected to who you were in the past, who you are in the present, and who you will be in the future. Yeah, no, you know, I, I think as an, my inner narrator, the reason why I'm so grounded and connected to my virtues and my values is because I think back of my days as a, you know, a newspaper delivery boy. I think mm -hmm. back of my days as a grill cook for McDonald's. Uh, mm -hmm. All of this helps me look back and realize that, you know what, I was a good kid. And it helps me remember who I am. It helps me feel grounded in, in, in who I am and what I care about, which is yeah. real working people. Absolutely. And yeah. so I've, I've stayed grounded because of the, the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just like this quote. If you're fondly recalling memories that align with your values and morals, this can affirm, uh, can affirm <clears throat> movement toward those ideas. So that's exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. in a line with who you are, and it just kind of well, reinforces I, what you're moving towards. And it, and it and it, I feel like if you were just, if your whole past was nothing but no achievements, that you would just not know how to achieve. You don't know how to achieve. And so for me, achieving is harder today than it used to be. Like I, maybe because mm -hmm. of my physical limitations, because of fibro and my age and ageism. But I do feel like achieving is harder now than yeah, it used to I be. So. Competition is more fierce. There's more people out there. A lot of people just don't care about our little existence. And it can make you feel smaller and more insignificant. So at the end of the day, I do feel like, uh, you just kind of have to do your own small thing like this podcast and let it speak for itself and do mm -hmm. the good work, put in the work and just let it speak for itself, you know, and yeah. that's and why, that's how, and, and that's what I do. I just let my good values and virtues, um, let them be what they are. Yeah. Cause the nostalgia about what you've <clears throat> done in the past just carries forward. Well, I've done this in the past. I can keep those morals and keep moving forward. And, and that's what I do. Yeah. Future. I'm a Boy Scout and soldier and I'm still mm -hmm. a Boy Scout and soldier, exactly. even though 
I haven't soldiered in <laughs> 30 years. Yep. Yeah. So, um, number two, it can serve as a barometer for personal growth. Nostalgia can show you how far you've come. Yeah, absolutely. Very and true. so, and the thing is, is that you don't let the past dictate the future. You don't let past failures uh, dictate the future. But what it can do is kind of say, well, I know what I did wrong. So, what can I do that's different? And for like me now, yeah. I mean, that's what really prompted me to get into podcasting is like, hey, I want to be in radio. The radio people didn't seem interested in my future in radio. And so I said, well, fuck you. I'll go do this. And I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of the work that I do. And I do feel like our work in radio is every bit as significant as actual terrestrial radio. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's the thing. You can't let the naysayers control you and your future. You have to be guided by your own principles. And that's mm -hmm. what I think nostalgia can help do. Yeah, definitely. Help remind you and calibrate your yeah, principles. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, and number three, it may boost mood. If you're feeling bogged down by negativity, dipping into nostalgic feelings could help alleviate those emotions temporarily. Anytime I'm feeling depressed, I put on Night Rider. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because it's partly yeah. because it it just reminds you of how you felt watching it the first time right. or where you were in your life. Or I remember how much I was amazed by Kit. Now I look back at it, I'm like, it kind of looks like a piece of shit, but... <laughs> I was so amazed by it in those days. Well, yeah, at the time it was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So and and just like you said, help your mood. the times were different and it helps you kind of let go of what's upsetting you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, number four, it may help strengthen bonds with friends and family. Just reminiscing and talking about the past. Absolutely. And when you meet people, you talk about things you did in the past and then yeah. they can relate to that. And it's, yeah, it's well, definitely and, a bonding thing. Yeah. And it's definitely, like I said, it's virtue signaling. I mean, the conservative movement's all about these, you know, hard work and independence of the past. I mean, the only problem I have was is that they weaponize it. It's like, mm -hmm. I saw a commercial the other day from a winemaker, and he's like, my grandparents grew up on a ranch, and they were hard workers, and blah, blah, blah. Therefore, I am too. Yeah. Oh, bitch, you grew up in wealth <laughs> and luxury. What are you talking about? Yeah. Virtue exactly. signaling that they're just as hard workers as his grandparents. Oh, fuck you, rich guy. Yeah. Are you kidding exactly. me? So yeah. sometimes that's the problem with virtue signaling is that a lot of times people use the past to talk about their street cred. And I'm like, like, dude, I was a soldier. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. what? because you can't let go of your soldier days doesn't mean you were a better soldier than me. Yeah, no, exactly. So let, you know, so, so you got to watch out for those agendas is mm -hmm. all. Yep. And last but not least, um, nostalgia could make you more optimistic. So That's yeah. all it says? Um, well, it just, there's a little part of it, but recalling moments that made you feel courageous, happy, successful, or any other positive emotion gives you an optimistic lens to see the future through. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I think what's happening in our society today is there's too much stuff, too many people, too much uh, stuff in the airwaves, too many things to do. Uh, at the end of the day, we're all getting bogged down by TMI. And that's why I did yeah. an entire episode about too much information. How do we process this world and find something that's real and distill all the crap out to get to the heart of what's important in yeah. our lives? Yeah. And yeah, I have to say that um, I think that's really the most important part of nostalgia. It really is, is just looking back on a, on a time where things were pure, your heart was in the right place, and when you... You know, you see a lot of people like take Dr. Oz. 
He probably was just a young, idealistic doctor, and now he's Mr. Fucking Get Rich Quick Scam Artist. And you're like, I have to believe that he got into it for the right reasons, but then Mm -hmm. time has this way of people, they don't realize that they're moving the goalpost of their own morals, their own values, and then they kind of act like they're still that thing. It's like, bitch, you ain't that thing anymore. What are you talking about? What do you think about that? It all depends on baseline what kind of person you are i mean if you're at the core of you is someone who's willing to step on others or right be above other people and lord that other people and that's going to come out eventually well if you're an idealistic doctor and that's who you are at your core you're going to stay that way and i don't mean to pick on my friend but you know he became a chiropractor for all the wrong reasons he's all about the wealth he's all about the austerity he's all about the um uh, you know sense of entitlement that that brings the lifestyle that brings and i often wonder whether he even cares about people because i just don't see him being that kind of like i was as an emt saving people helping Mm -hmm. people it just doesn't feel like it's there and i don't mean i'm just using him as an example but yeah a lot of people nowadays they don't get into things that should be all about people for the right reasons. And then, or maybe they just get jaded and they pull back and then they go, well, I can just go get rich. Fuck this. Fuck people. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I think at the end of the day, you're only as good as your values. You're only as good as what you hold yourself to. And that's the problem with like Donald Trump is when you're shameless and you have no shame and you have no, uh, you have no moral compass and you have no way to calibrate yourself from the past. You continually think you're the best, even though you're losing. And I think that's what happens to morality over time, is that once good people become sort of morally wayward because they don't know how to calibrate themselves from the purity of who they started out as. Yeah, that does happen. And then they get wayward, and the next thing you know, they're burning Madoff, and they're going to prison, and like, oops-a-daisy, mm-hmm. I forgot why I got into this. Yeah. Or maybe that's why he did, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yep. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, good job, babe. I mean, that's the thing about nostalgia. I just, I, I just, there's, there's, I'm a hopeful optimist in the sense that I don't think our society is getting worse, worse. There's much to be grateful for. But yes, it is getting bigger. Yes, it's getting more overpopulated. And yes, it's getting a little bit harder to navigate. That all being said, <clears throat> it seems like we have more opportunities than ever by creating our own futures and uh, outcomes. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what's uh, the most optimistic about all of this is that back in the day you relied strictly on college and now you can do almost anything. I mean, you know, not to make fun, but I was reading this article the other day where this lady, you know, got out of teaching to become an OnlyFans, you know, model and she's making $124,000 versus her. $40,000 or $30,000 at her previous job. And while I don't, I, I don't care one way or the other, I don't think it's necessarily morally great, but I don't necessarily think it's bad either. But you know, the fact that a woman has to rely on the horniness well, of yeah, men that's a, that's to a, make ends meet just strikes me as odd. That's, that's all a failing of society, but that's not, that's not her failing. Yeah. That's society's mm-hmm. failing. Right. I don't think it's, we should shame sex workers. I'm just saying though, that if we make it so bad to where people feel like that's a legitimate choice, I much rather show off my titties than have to go through all this work to become a teacher only to be morally failed. The society failed Mm -hmm. her because we don't pay teachers enough. Yep. 
So yeah. So what would you say? What's your final thoughts about all this in terms of uh, the moral teachings of the past and the moral failings of today, if anything? Just nostalgia can make you feel good, and if you can apply that to going forward and keep those values and keep those yeah. morals, then you're good. That's how you <laughs> recalibrate who you are. You yeah. look at who you were, where you've been, where you're going. It's like, oh my God, I got through so many trials and tribulations. I've become such a better version of myself over time. We all have setbacks, drugs, alcohol, bad attitudes, etc. We all have to learn and grow and we get better. I mean, you know, there was a time where I got very sour over the fact that I was podcasting for virtually free. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to make ends meet too. What am I not allowed to? You know, but then I realized that, you know, I can write my books. I can get into the YouTube community. I can do all these other things. Um, is, is it a moral failing that I'm not paid for this? Yes, but maybe the future in podcasting will get better to where maybe we're sort of the ones that are starting this and 10 years from now, podcasting might become something that's more agreeable, that we can get paid for what we're worth. And I mean, that's yeah. what YouTube's doing. YouTube didn't used to have people getting paid for it. Now you see all kinds of people getting paid for it. People getting paid on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I don't understand it. It's kind of weird. But people are offering subscriptions on Instagram now where they can make a little extra money from it. And um, while I do believe there's a little bit of celebrity worship in all that, um, at the end of the day, if you uh, admire somebody and you want to pay them a couple bucks, I don't see anything wrong with that. And that's why I'm asking you guys, hey, if you like the work we do, give us a buck or two. It really not only helps us financially, but it helps me feel good about what I'm doing and where I'm going. And that's all I ever wanted. Yeah. I don't want to make people think like, you know, that it's all about the money. It's it's about helping people and it's about making sure that the person that I know I was as a kid and the person I'm growing into and the adult man that I am still has the values of the soldier and the Boy Scout and the good person that I know I can be. And I just want to see a society reflect those values today in a society where I think a lot of people, we've all become so jaded to the point where we're like, ah, who needs morals? Who needs values when we have self-awareness? What do you think? Yeah. Okay. That was a little confusing. So what <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I mean to say is, is that um, today it's almost like we've become so self-aware. Our consciousness as a society is so self-aware that we've, we've lost the utility of mor morality and ethics. Um, do you feel like that's real? Because you see a lot of people that are wayward now. What is that? It, yeah, I mean, partially. Have we become too self-aware to understand the purity of values? No, but <clears throat> society has made it so, in a lot of cases, morality and values aren't important. Or maybe and we it, just can't identify it in everybody. Them. Yeah, a lot of people don't have it. But yeah. It, it, <clears throat> When you can become successful without having any good values or morals, it's kind of yeah off-putting, and it's right. Yeah, well, it doesn't bode well for society. Well, think. and that's why I say, like, do the thing that you love. Put your heart and soul into it. You know, I asked my friend the other day. I said, "Hey, you know, I'm not making a lot of money at this yet. Should I hang it up?" He's a guy who's been in radio for 20 years, and he's like, "Are you?" Are you putting a lot of money into this? I'm like, not really, not anymore, because I've changed, you know, 
a podcast host and such. He's like, do you, do you enjoy what you do? Yes, very much. Do you like helping people? Yes. He's like, then keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, worst case scenario, you know, you die and you have this legacy of having done this thing. And, and, and what would you rather be known for? The guy that worked at Target or the guy with this cool podcast that tried to help people and tried to make the world a better place? And then, you know, and that's kind of why mm-hmm. I keep doing it. Because I'm not doing it strictly for the money. I'm doing it for the peace of mind of knowing that I'm living up to my values. And that's what I want for my audience. That's what I want for society. I want us all as Republicans and Democrats and black people and white people to just all accept that we all come from different walks of life. And at the end of the day, um, hopefully bring the values of yesteryear forward to today. I think that's, like you said in that article, that's what the past is for us. It's a way to calibrate who we are and what we are and how do we push who we are and what we are into the future so that we'll continually have moral values and decency toward each other. I don't think it's too late. I really don't. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Final thoughts, babe. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot, I know. Yeah. um, Walking down memory lane and being nostalgic about things is fun. And yeah, yeah. You just can't get lost there because you do have to keep living your life. Well, yeah. Here and now, if, but. if today is bumming you out, try to focus on what is good about life. Try to remove the things from your life that's too much stuff, too much negativity. And um, try to realize that we can still enjoy Christmas today. We can still enjoy coffee. We can still enjoy television we can still enjoy all the things we enjoyed in the 80s and the 90s and the old days nothing's changed it's just become more complex it's become more sophisticated Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we have to become more sophisticated don't you think no you don't have to stay simple incorporate it into staying a simple yeah i'm a simple guy i mean i i think i have grown more self-aware I have become more sophisticated because we live in a more complex times. But at the end of the day, I'm still the old me, you know, and that's what I really helps me stay calibrated is looking at who I once was and knowing who I want to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, baby. Welcome. Good stuff. Yeah. So one final question. If you had a time machine, would you stay in now or would you go back or, or what would you bring back to then? What would be your ideal time and your ideal technology go? Oh, damn. Um, (laughs) The 80s were awesome, but I don't know if they would be as an adult. So that's the thing. Right. We were kids then. We were kids. I know. It's harder to The 80s and 90s. Yeah. If I could have Mm -hmm. a little bit of today's technology back then. Yeah. That would be awesome. But, but again, then, it, like I said, if I was an adult, then I don't know how it would be. Yeah, so. I think ideally I want the technologies we have today, but I want the simplicity of yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think you can have both. Probably you not. You kind of just yeah. have to take the good with the bad. And yeah. that's what I mean is like, I really don't want to go back to cassette tapes. I really don't want to go back to eight track tapes or CDs. I really don't want to go back. While I'd like the idea of it, um, I, I don't want to go back to physical media because everything's in the cloud now. It's easier. And that's what I'm trying to tell yeah. you guys is like, when I watch Star Trek, it helps me understand that, hey, just because there's a ton more stuff in the cloud, more computers, more AI, all this stuff. Yes, it's complex. Yes, it makes you feel distrust towards corporations. But 
All that being said, there is a silver lining to that, and that is is that we can become an information age society that continues its values. And that's what the Federation and Star Trek reminds me of, is that Mm -hmm. you can go off into that bright future of technology and still keep your humanness. That's what Bones was all about. That's what Star Trek is all about, is to keep your humanity in place, despite the fact that we're all becoming more sophisticated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, babe. Sure. Good Welcome. stuff. Yeah. I'm sorry it, this went on so long, but I, I wanted to get it all out. And I really do feel like most people today are just so jaded about living in today's society. And I really do feel like if you want to live in the 70s and, you know, grow Afro puffs and <laughs> wear bell bottoms, you still can. I mean, just live how you want to live. Be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. Live in whatever area you want. I think there's a freedom to now that we can yeah. live in whatever mindset we want. We can be whoever we want to be, do whatever we want to do. And I really do feel like if you know how to process life correctly and you know how to process your mental health correctly and you know how to compartmentalize the sophisticated uh, nature of life today, that we can still keep things simple and pure and good and decent and honest um, but just, you know, understand that technology and change isn't the enemy. No, it's not, definitely. What is the enemy, then? I think the enemy is ourself. The enemy is um, that we are afraid of change. Not mm-hmm. all change is bad. And so I think what we have to do is resist that all change is bad. I mean, I think that's what conservatives do. They want to go back to everything being the way things used to be in the 50s. Hey, I think we all want that, but we can't have that. So what can we do instead? We can appreciate the shit that we used to appreciate. Values, family, each other, togetherness, presents, Christmas. (laughs) It's all still here. Why aren't we enjoying it more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, babe. Thank you guys for another great two-part episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. We will be back one more time this week. I'm going to actually put out three episodes this week, and then we'll go back to two episodes uh, next week, uh, and then we'll be back on track because I only put out one episode for our vacation. Uh, But you guys... We want to know, what do you think about nostalgia? Was it better? Was it better in the old days? Uh, Come on over to my social media. Come on over to Instagram, that's Surviving Empathy Podcast, or uh, talk to Rebecca at Spooky Nerdy Gal. Uh, But uh, we'd like to know your opinion on, do you think the times are a change in for the worse or for the better what do you like about the past what do you like about the present let's continue the conversation on social media thank you baby and thank you guys we love you have a good day bye bye bye